Hey everyone, welcome back to the Leadership Locker. I am I am now a like completely full-fledged entrepreneur. And I'm also a completely full-fledged dad, which means I don't think about my wardrobe a lot. But it matters. I mean, it matters to a degree. And my guest today on the Leadership Locker is Stephanie Gilsap, and she pivoted from a million dollar business and turned into a virtual stylist. Now, obviously that didn't just happen at the snap, but well, as a matter of fact, when you hear at the end, uh, you will hear how she did it so quickly, but she did so because she started to have develop expertise in style and in what entrepreneurs need and what leaders need, specifically leaders. And she does uh, virtual styling because she believes that it's important to show up in a very consistent basis, especially as a leader, when you're gonna be doing all these virtual, you know, Zoom calls and meetings and all the nonsense. I'm not necessarily a believer in that. And as you hear, you will hear in the podcast where I tell her I go for all my clothes in the last couple of years since I started this business. But the purpose of this podcast is to help transitioning service members, small business owners, veteran entrepreneurs, anyone who's in any kind of stage of transition in their life, and this is a subject that just literally has not been discussed that much. Okay, this is not about hygiene. This is about style and a statement and expression. So let's get into it with Stephanie. Here we go. All right, everyone. So the intro is complete and I'm here with my guest, Stephanie, and I'm really, really excited because this is not a topic that I've not even remotely got close to on the leadership locker. It's all about marketing and negotiating and sales and all the bullshit, right? But this is actually something that uh, is, she's she's probably going to paint the picture that is very important. And I'm going to see if I could poke holes in it because I look like a slob half the time. So there is your dead giveaway about what she does, but I'm going to let her tell you for herself. And here we go. Stephanie, what do you got for us? What's up? Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me, Rich. First of all, it's such an honor to be here. Uh, So yeah, I am a virtual stylist for leaders. So I help anyone that helps lead others, entrepreneurs especially, to utilize clothes as a tool, really, in their toolbox to be able to express their personality and convey who they are to the world so that they can attract the right people into their lives. What do you categorize as a leader? And this isn't a trick question, of course, but like, what do you categorize as a leader? And 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 why is it important actually for a leader to express themselves when some of them probably just don't give a shit? Yeah, totally. Well, a leader, I mean, essentially, I think like, a leader truly knows inside of themselves. When I say the word leader, they're like, oh yeah, that's me, right? You know, you're, you're putting effort into your business. You are wanting people to like, follow along with whatever you have going on in your life, whether it's, you know, your business or whatever that might be. So you are trying to like pave the way for other people. And I think that that's like an internal thing that certain people can really connect with. When I say that word leader, it does tend to primarily be often, you know, entrepreneurs of some kind. Um, But there are, you know, plenty of people out there that wouldn't necessarily classify themselves as an entrepreneur, but they still want to, you know, tap into being that person that other people, you know, want to follow and be like. So why that's important? I mean, 
the reality is, is that people do judge us and make snap decisions about us very early after even just see, seeing us. Um, so clothes are a way for us to be able to communicate who the hell we are to the world when that very first impression is like the most important. Cause we actually like, it's scientifically proven that within seven seconds, like we have to make a solid first impression and clothes are just one more way that we're able to do that. Let me ask you this. So, so a leader, especially an entrepreneur is hyper-focused, and, and I use that very loosely, but they're usually juggling a lot of different things. They're wearing a bunch of different hats. If if they're scaling, look, maybe they're looking to hire or delegate and all these different things. And maybe, maybe their hygiene game is on point. I mean, I get a haircut every two weeks. That's kind of like a military habit, uh, you know, and I don't look like shit on purpose ever, really. Uh, but I don't yeah. really look, I'm telling you, the amount of button-up shirts in my closet right now that need to be ironed is like endless um, because I am more about comfort because how I look is the least important thing to compare to getting everything done. So like, what is your what are your thoughts on like, look, hygiene is one thing, but you got to look a certain way and here's why. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, the first thing I'll say is that like oftentimes when we think about, you know, like upping our style game, if we are in business of any kind or a leader, like I say, I think a lot of times people put in their heads like that I have to wear, oh man, that means I have to wear a button up shirt and like not be comfortable or, and what I believe is that there are many, many ways that we can express our personal style. And that's really what it comes down to is expressing who we are. So if a button up shirt and like a more like stuffy appearance, like is your vibe, you can still like be very stylish and be very on point. Cause the important thing is that you are putting out a message of who you are to the world. So it's more so just about tapping into what clothes help you to feel your most powerful and feel your most confident. So it might be a little bit more casual, but paying attention to like, you know, ironing and making sure like everything's like clean and on point and crisp and uh, like your white hoodie is like nice and clean and gray and like you look great right now. Like, so it's not a matter of like feeling like you have to fall into a business stereotype with clothes or anything like that. So that's like first and foremost to paying attention to like fit and like cleanliness and um, what is going to make you feel your best, really. You know, I did not expect this to go this way this early. What I'm actually hearing you say is like, this is not about falling in line. This is more about being like, this is a tool for me to kind of etch a memory into your head that is kind of like a confluence of how I talk you know, the things that I do and what I wear, like it all matters. And I think that goes back to that seven seconds that you were talking about. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly right. Because what we're trying to do, especially in the online space is we're trying to attract our dream clients often, right? And the, the only way that we can really do that is if they have a clear picture of who we really are. So if we're trying to dress in clothes that don't actually properly represent who we are and we're like trying to be this stereotypical business person visually, if that's not truly who we are, that kind of defeats the purpose, right? Of what we're trying to accomplish. So yeah, those are really good points you made. 
Thanks. So military service members uh, are part of the audience. And if you are getting out of the Marine Corps and I was a military police officer or I was an intelligence officer, it doesn't freaking matter. I was wearing camis. It's the same shit every day. Boots, you know, your blouse is what we call it, you know, your trousers and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so so that's that. I've been used to that for now 20 years or 10 years, it doesn't matter. And now I'm getting out, I'm going to be looking for a job. Maybe it's in a related industry or maybe it's not, but what would you say to, you know, people who who literally have never had to think about their wardrobe before in terms of like, look, you don't need to go all out or why don't you test some things out? Like, what are some tips you give us to just kind of like get in the frame of mind that it is now kind of important so uh, you don't get to wear camis to work anymore? Yeah, <laughs> totally. And that's uh, completely understandable. Like, like if you're not used to in your lifestyle, having to think about this, I think the most important thing is really trying to tap into how can I do more with less? Because obviously, especially with men, you know, it's important to really keep things simple, um, but also have like a maximum amount of impact. So I like to help men with finding pieces that have maximum versatility. So they are a piece that they can wear a few different ways and dress them up or dress them down, depending on what the occasion is, and just keep things really, really simple. So I would say like, I mean, just to give some examples of some like staple pieces that I highly, highly recommend for men. Um, number one is to have like a go-to white Oxford shirt. And some of you might be like, well, what the hell is an Oxford shirt? <laughs> right. And I will explain. So it is a typical like button down, like collared shirt um, that's white, but it's actually made of what's called Oxford cloth. So it has a little bit more of like a, a textured kind of rough um, like, um, thicker material kind of. And what that does is it usually makes it a lot more wrinkle resistant, which is great, right? <laughs> it's like ironing is the last thing we want to do usually, but you can wear it a million different ways. You can roll up the sleeves. You can like wear it open with a t-shirt underneath. You can button it up and wear it out for a date or, you know, whatever, throw a jacket over the top. So that's number one, like a really, really great staple piece to have. If any of you guys don't have it. My wife loves, she goes, I love when you have a nice, crisp white shirt on, like, especially if I'm tan, because I tan pretty easy. And I'm just like, bet. Like, I, yeah. I, I just like, and it's true. Like, you could wear it with anything. The only risk is, obviously, if you're someone who likes to demolish their food like me, then the risk of of something stupid getting <laughs> on your shirt is pretty high. <laughs> that, that is true. You might want to watch out for that. Definitely. But yeah. So anyway, yeah, just thinking about like the versatility aspect and that's like a really, really good place to start with for sure. Okay, Stephanie, I got a story I'd like to tell you. And it's actually, it's it's funny to me, but it's actually really important uh, because I have someone finally who can get perspective on this. I, when I got out, I, I went into a job. I was a regional consultant, but it was total bullshit. I was a sales guy, okay? And I thought I was really cool all of a sudden because I'm like, wow, you know, now I'm going to be traveling and here's my region and I get to get on a plane. And now I'm like, I, it's just like this, this, this new realm of possibilities to me. And I'm like, I feel like I finally grew up. I'm not in the Marine Corps anymore. and I'm doing something cool. And this could go for anyone, by the way, not just military. So of course I get my suits and, and a couple things and I'm like, all right. And 
after the first two trips, I'm like, this fucking sucks. I hate dress socks. I'm, my pits are like going nuts on the plane. You know what I mean? Because I'm sitting there. Like, uh-huh. it's so easy for my jacket to get wrinkled. And I realized something, and that is... I was down in my head to play business, but that's not actually like where I wanted to be. That's not, I didn't want to have to dress in a suit because that meant someone was saying you have to wear a suit. Um, And I'm not saying that's all wrong. Obviously like professional coaches have to do that and whatever, but how important is it for you to take into consideration what you may have to wear in terms of an occupation? Like, is that something you need to like really think about and be like, that might not be for me just for that reason alone? Yeah, yeah, totally. I would absolutely say, I mean, it is something sometimes we need to, we definitely need to like keep it in the back of our minds. Like obviously um, that there are for sure some standards sometimes, but oftentimes it just comes down to like thinking outside of the box a little bit. And oftentimes you know, especially with men, you know, nothing wrong with it, but you guys need a little bit of extra like guidance to help think outside the box, especially when it comes to style. And that's what I love being able to help with because there are really so many different options to wear. If, if it's truly not written in your job description that you don't have to wear a suit, there are like so many other options, especially in that type of scenario where we can come up with a look that is still like in that same realm of like professionalism, but is going to help you like express yourself a little bit more and hopefully be a little bit more comfortable as well. Thank you for that. So I want to hit on uh, something uh, that's funny to me. And once the pandemic hit and I was on TikTok and I was seeing all these amazing videos of like women with their cats and Cheetos and coffee, everything around their desk. And then they're like, they're like, oh, it's a video call. And they're like, fuck. And they just like throw the cat out and they put lipstick (laughs) on and whatever. And they're just like, yeah. Oh, hey guys, sorry. You know, just getting my coffee. (laughs) And it's funny. And and I don't want anyone listening to think this is just about men and, and the Marines or anything like that. But you know, in a virtual setting, like looking at you right now, it is it is unique, it is eclectic or whatever the right adjectives are, like the colors all work. But like, what does that do for you? Uh, and what could that do for someone, you know, as far as like confidence levels and, and kind of being like, you know what, like, I'm going to take this a little bit more serious instead of just, you know, keeping my camera off or instead of just showing up and whatever and using the excuse, well, everyone's at home now. Like, what can it do for your mentality to to kind of spruce it up a little bit? Yeah, that is a great question. And I love talking about it because you're right. Like we are in a virtual world right now more than ever. Right. And there has been this, uh, not, not with everyone, but there has been this, uh, very common theme that has happened since COVID-19 of what I like to call the COVID casual trap, which is, yeah, we have, many of us have had this mentality of like, well, everybody else is like practically in their PJs. So I'm going to do that too. Like, I don't need my camera on. Like, but what I always, every single person that I have ever t- asked questions in regards to how different clothes make them feel, every single person, I'm sure you can relate to this. It says that when I dress like shit, I feel like shit. And there, there's a massive correlation. And when I dress in a way that like makes me fucking feel myself, like I'm going to show up better and I'm going to feel more confident. And so a lot of times we kind of like choose, I think out of laziness to disregard that fact, even though I think all of us know it. So with zoom calls, especially I'm like, yo, 
we need to be proud to like show our faces and how shitty does that feel when you literally are like thinking to yourself, Oh my God, I look like shit. I'm not going to turn on my camera. Like that is a shitty feeling. (laughs) And when I'm like, we should never, we should not be putting ourselves in that position. And you never know if on a zoom call, depending on what type of call it is, if you have the opportunity to speak and like, wouldn't you want as people are looking at you to like have their command, their attention. And for you to be like sitting a little bit taller and like having your words flow a little bit better because you know that you look great. So those are really things I think that many of us need to like really be reminded of because it really does have an impact even in a, in a Zoom setting. It, to me, it's just like you would be seeing someone in person. So why are we treating that any different? I really like those points. And I want to talk a little bit about the fact that you were in a Lamborghini yesterday with Billie Jean <laughs> and anyone who doesn't know Billie Jean or ha- uh, has checked out that episode, check it out. Uh, but Billy's pretty simple. I mean, like he has a couple flamboyant pieces and by flamboyant, I mean, just like cool, but usually yeah. he's got black jeans, you know, like some kicks and like a black shirt or anything like that. Um, but for someone like that, who you and I both know has just like a massive personality. Can you talk to me about how you assess someone like him or other entrepreneurs and being like, look, like if this, this energy is popping, then like Mm -hmm. you need to be able to pop a little bit more as well to keep it consistent. How do you assess and then help people? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, with someone like him, he already kind of like has like a little bit of like a style established. So with him, like I can easily look at things that he has worn in the past that obviously he gravitates towards. So he's a big shoe guy. Like he loves fucking like baller ass, (laughs) like, (laughs) like bomb shoes, like sneakers. So that's a way for him to be able to express his personality, which I love. And then with him also, he loves like kind of a little bit more flashy jackets I've noticed. So, and and that's one thing to definitely like keep in mind is texture, actually, anything that adds some like extra visual interest can really like change an outfit altogether. And so he'll wear kind of like a more of like a satiny kind of shiny bomber jackets and stuff like that. And even though it's like a solid color, it's got that little sheen to it. And all of a sudden it just like completely elevates the look. And then I would run with obviously those things because he likes his statement pieces. Um, But for anyone else, I usually tend to ask like, okay, what, what do you normally tend to gravitate towards? Like, do you have any like inspirational people that you tend to look at their style and you're like, okay, I really like that person's style. You may not know why you like their style, but you like it. And that way I can look at what that person wears and find commonalities as to, you know, what it is that you are attracted to, um, with that particular person. So yeah, it's just like a customized process that I just love taking people through. Hey everyone, really quick, just remember that this episode is sponsored by Rich Cardona Media. One of our offers that I just, I'm gonna tell you about for two seconds is show up and shoot. Imagine Stephanie wants to make video content and she wants to do a bunch of it at once. And I say, no problem. We're gonna have a call. We're gonna do some research. We're gonna plan a ton of topics that are being talked about on the internet right now. And then we're gonna set a date for me to fly out or for someone closer to fly out. And then they're gonna spend 
five to six hours with her and make three months worth of content. We'll return it to her in a couple weeks and then she's on her way. And that's it. All she has to do is shoot. All I have to do is show up and I will coach her, I will help her and I will make it painless because as entrepreneurs, as transitioning people, as professionals, we just don't have time to make content. And I know how much effort it takes to make content. So that is one of the offers that I am just proudest about and is one that we enjoy just because we are able to take so much off your plate. So keep that in mind. Let's get back to the show. So I want to ask you if we could be friends really quick. Can we be friends? Yeah. Hell yeah. So so, so now I'm going to have it on video. If you are no longer friends with me, if I tell you since I've become an entrepreneur, I don't think I've been into like an actual good men's clothing store or even a department store. I literally have just been going to Target. I don't give a shit. And I'm like, this is cool. I go to H&M. I'm like, cool hoodie. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't need much. The reason I'm saying this is because, and the reason I said, can we be friends is because sometimes we feel pressured to take it up a notch, even when maybe we're not broken, so to speak, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not dressing down. I'm just dressing a little bit different. And like a Vegas trip is a perfect example, right? Right. You could go to Vegas and all, and you're going to have those two people. You're like, really? Like that's way over the top. Like, come on, man. Like, and then you feel the pressure. And I think that pressure turns into spending. And I'm not about that. Not as a thrifty entrepreneur who's trying to scale this thing. So what do you say to people who feel the pressure when the people around them are maybe a little bit, you know, better dressed, so to speak? Yeah. And, and I would ask, so do you mean that in the sense of like buying more expensive things? Yeah. Like, uh, like, yeah. Like I think it could go two ways. Like, well, I'm going to have to get something that has a brand logo on it. So I could be like, look, like I'm cool too. Or just like, I need more. I had, I literally have a friend I got an MBA with. I think the dude had two shirts. And it was hilarious. I'm like, dude, every other day it was like the other shirt, but he didn't care. And I didn't care. And that's an extreme example, but he didn't feel pressure while others could be like, while I'm in this MBA, like some of these people are dressed the hell up. I guess I got to step up. Yeah, totally. Really great question. And honestly, I mean, if you are someone that like, you have to be real with yourself, first of all, and really ask yourself, like, am I truly content or is that like a defense mechanism for me because I don't understand style maybe. And so I say that I'm content being simple and, you know, I don't need it. Um, but is that really true? And if it is true, obviously like keep doing what you're doing. Like what I do maybe isn't for you. Um, but if you do, like, if there is a part of you, that's just maybe afraid or, you know, like you just don't know what to do or, but you're like kind of curious then, you know, it's, it's, you need to explore that a little bit. And I would say that like, as far as money and costs, it does not have to, like, I love that you say you shop at Target and you shop at H&M. Like I truly, truly believe that to be stylish, you don't have to spend a lot of money. And honestly, like I grew up like a poor kid, like I'm a trailer park kid and I did not have a lot of money. Like my parents would like buy me pain stuff at Walmart. Like I know that what that's like. And so as I've gotten older, I truly believe that no matter how much money I make, I'll never, like I'll probably splurge on some like great expensive pieces here and there. But overall, I don't think I'll ever have a super expensive wardrobe because I don't believe that you need it. 
like this jacket is from Amazon for $20. Like I do that. Yeah. I do that shit all the time. It's just a matter of having, knowing how to like pick the right pieces one and two, like learning how to actually like put them, put them together. Um, but to anybody listening, definitely don't fall into the cost trap because I, there's way too many clothing options out there. Like even the inexpensive brands, like bring really stylish stuff to the table. So don't fall into that pressure for sure. So I know you're a mom and this allows me to ask essentially three questions. If we don't want to fall into that trap that you're talking about, and I want to find like the top two places for men, top two places for women and top two places for kids. And, you know, obviously Amazon's always available, but what are some places that are cost effective that you're like, look, you're going to get your bang for your buck. Like they don't have a ton of that shirt. Like you're not going to walk on the street and be like, dude, everyone has this shirt. (laughs) But like, do you have a couple stores for men, women, and then kids that you would recommend to people out there? Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, first of all, yes, I am a huge fan of Amazon, but it is important to like read reviews and like, I make sure you're like getting a decent quality of something you can wear more than one time. Right. But aside from that, like I am a huge fan of like Nordstrom. Honestly, I recommend Nordstrom a lot. And a lot of people think of Nordstrom as being really expensive, but they have all different price points and they've done a really good job of that. And you know, it's going to be really reliable and there's men's stuff, there's women's stuff. You know, you can get inexpensive things. You can buy a thousand dollar jacket from them if you want. So great customer service as well. Um, like you said, I am actually, I'm a huge fan of like H and M and, and things like that, especially, especially for men when you're trying to like figure out your style and like dip your toes in, you know, it's going to take a little bit. If you don't have someone like me, like right next to you, helping you through the process, it's going to take you a little bit to like experiment and like figure out what you like and what you don't like. That kind of thing is just a natural process like anything else. Yeah. I mean, Zara for women is awesome. Yeah. Or actually in men too. Yeah. Women and men, Zara, and it's, you know, a popular place um, at an affordable price point as well. So yeah, those are some great recommendations. Yeah. I've, I've been to, I think my wife and I went to Zara in, I don't know, Italy or something once it was like insanely packed yeah. and, I, and I had learned about them. I never heard of them when I was getting my MBA, but when I went to one, I was like, I see. So uh, one of the last questions I wanted to ask was, and, and I don't think this is like inappropriate to ask or anything like that, but like there's, there's like the Did trunk. Did you hear my interview with Billy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get any more <laughs> yeah. inappropriate than that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. As, as, now that, now that you say it like that, like it is so wildly appropriate. It's not even ridiculous. You know, so, so the question is, you know, there's trunk club, there's Lato and like all these things where people can assemble a box for you and send you all this stuff. And some are better than others and whatever. And my experience, I actually went to the Trunk Club headquarters and met my stylist when I was doing that for like two seconds. And I was just like, dude, you send me all kinds of shit that I just want to burn. Like, I don't even understand, like what's going on here? (laughs) So anyway, my question is this, what is the difference between someone like you and maybe that hands-on experience or that connection that you could form versus someone who, you know, is, is kind of truly, truly remote and is just going to kind of assemble some things based off of thoughts. What is the difference and, and what are the benefits and or pros and cons, I guess, is a, a better question. 
Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, and those services are just very hit or miss. Like you said, I've, I've heard people that have had wonderful experiences and I, some people like you, you're like, no, this isn't my jam. Um, and that's, that's cool too. I, I think that the majority of the time it's, I mean, with them, it's like kind of a guessing game because it totally does lack that like personal, like getting really getting to know you and who you are. So they're just kind of like grabbing things. And there is like an initial quiz, which is great to like give them a little bit of information. Um, but they're doing that like on a mass scale. So, you know, they're just like hoping you'll, you'll keep a piece or two. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then kind of go, Going from there, whereas like someone like me, obviously, like I really have the opportunity to like truly get to know you and like what you are really trying to accomplish in life and like get a vibe for like what your true personality is, which that is something that they will never fully understand from any of us. And so that way I can ensure that every piece like I recommend to you is something that is very thoughtful, right? So, because I know you'll want to keep every single piece. Whereas, like I said, with them, they're just hoping you'll keep one because they don't really know. (laughs) They don't truly know who you are, you know? It's one of those things that, you know, try it, of course. Like if you're, if anybody's curious about it, you can always try it out. But ultimately, even when I've done it in the past, before I was doing styling myself, I just found that it was almost more of a headache because I was like, none of this stuff is like what I like. And so you have to return it and try it all on and like all that. So a hundred percent. I completely agree. So we're both business people and you know, I think there is the propensity for the prospects or clients that we work with in ways to ask themselves What's the ROI of this? I'm a content creator. I can make videos for people, but I cannot walk them across the finish line. Meaning if you got a million views in the last two months for the content I created for you, but you don't have a backend system, like I don't know what to tell you. If you style someone and they look awesome and their reputation is getting a little bit better, or maybe that woman looks a little bit sexier than she used to, or that man looks a little bit more attractive, or just has maybe a more powerful presence than they did prior to you, how do you deal with that when when you know that question comes into mind where like I'm spending money for someone to tell me how to dress when they minimize it to that when you know how actually important it is? Yeah, totally. I mean, I would say what does your confidence mean to you? I mean, I mean really. And there's like I was saying in the beginning, every single person admits that when they're in an outfit they feel really good in, they show up differently. So, like, why would you not want to tap into that greater version of yourself? You you're sabotaging yourself ultimately at that point, because you know, it's just one more thing that you can leverage to help you get to the next level. And I think I honestly believe that like true, true entrepreneurs, they are open-minded to this type of concept because there's no denying that the people that we all look up to in business, when it's time to show up, they like show the fuck up, like in all ways. Right. And, and I always ask people to like, think about like the highest version of yourself, like that badass person that we are all just like striving to become. Right. And we're powerful and all the things. And if you really think about okay, I'm, I'm feeling that version of myself. Now, what am I wearing as that person? 
And every person puts themselves in some type of like power outfit that they just like feel bomb in. So, so it's really important to just be real with yourself. It, you know, it may not be something that you thought was important in the past, but it is important to be open-minded to it because it is again, just one more way to like get to that next level. I love it. This is making me like start to imagine outfits. I'm like, what do I want my brand to be? And then all these, all, all these different <laughs> things. But uh, I'm really, really glad uh, that we're talking. And I, where can people inquire about you, see what you're all about, all the good things uh, so they can kind of learn how to, you know, maybe take it up a notch? Yeah, totally. Well, I definitely would invite all of you guys to take my style quiz. It's at leadershipstylequiz.com. And uh, it'll walk you through some questions to kind of like help you get to know your style a little bit better. And then afterwards, there's an invitation to book a free call with me to chat about your quiz and see if we might possibly be a good fit to work together. No pun intended. um, Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) Yeah. And then obviously my Instagram, uh, it's I am underscore Stephanie Gilstrap is another way to connect with me as well. Last question. This just, I just want to squeeze this one in. If someone, you didn't always do this, but if you are someone who's like, look, like I, I get it. Like I always get compliments and maybe that doesn't necessarily mean they should be a stylist, but maybe they really pay attention to these types of things. Um, like how does one like kind of just get into this? Like, how did you, how did you just like show up and be like, that's it. I'm styling people. That's a really, oh my gosh, that's a really good question. And honestly, like for, for me, oh man, I, I like have a little bit of a story. I don't, yeah, I don't want to hit, like, no, hit, hit it. Long, but hit it. Yeah, no. Well, so I, I actually started my very first business brick and mortar for very successful frozen yogurt shops when I was 25. So that was just over 10 years ago. Yeah. And, um, it was actually right in the middle of the great recession and we just kind of like hit gold with that. Like it was, we didn't know what we were doing. We just spent a hundred thousand dollars and opened this store fucking eyes blind, whatever. And we did it line out the door. It did like, it was doing like a million dollars a year, but then it was not fulfilling. It was not what I wanted to do. So I like have gone through the ringer, like trying new, it's action. You have to take action and like really be willing to like put yourself out there in a lot of different ways. And I invested in tons of different programs and things. And I thought I wanted to do e-commerce and that didn't really feel right. And like all of a sudden I became a pro at like making funnels and like all these things that didn't really pay off at the time. Um, but then all of a sudden I just like kind of got started with, um, selling, uh, drop shipping clothes And then through that process, I started figuring out that I was actually really good at teaching about clothes. And then COVID hit and I lost, we lost our entire main income with our frozen yogurt stores temporarily. And so I was like, well, fuck, here we go. I guess I'm going to do styling. And I just ran with it and had no idea how I was going to structure my business, but I just like took really messy action and, um, here I am today. Like now I've got like a, a solid business and I'm able to help a lot of people. You just said messy action, right? Like I heard that right. Yeah. This is so important. Uh, everyone always talks about taking massive action, which look like you hear it all the time because it's what is required, but messy action 
in my opinion, what she's saying is like, make a freaking mess and you could clean it up later. Like she literally launched a business during COVID instead of like putting her tail between her legs and being like, well, everything's done. Like that is exactly what I'm talking about. I wish I knew that prior to to talking because I would have dug into that a lot more. But I wrote down the corniest uh, sentence in my little journal right here from Froyo to YOLO, which is the stupidest <laughs> thing. <about> that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love yeah, that. Oh, bro, I'm going to steal that. Yeah, steal it. It's all, it's all yours because like, you know, I just imagine, look, I, I have to tell you what I picture in my head. I picture you wearing some sort of like black polo with some corny Froyo logo and then a visor or something and like <laughs> and, you know, doing whatever. And then like now you're just like, look at you now. It's just, I was like. I'm like, boom, baby. Just, yeah, exactly. So I just, I just. You got to do a, you know, flip the switch TikTok on that. But uh, anyway. I love it. Thank you so, so much. Uh, everyone, we will put uh, the leadership quiz, style quiz in the show notes along with her IG and all that other good stuff. But Stephanie, uh, thank you. I always try and have a good time on these and I absolutely did. I hope you did. And just thanks for giving the audience uh, some insight into what you do and how you do it. You bet, Rich. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, everyone, from Froyo to YOLO, holy crap, uh, that was fun. Stephanie was awesome. Look, vulgarity is part of this, and it just it just kind of happens. <laughs> it just kind of happens. So um, hopefully that didn't turn you off because uh, it, it just helped accentuate a couple points. But look, um, if you enjoyed that, if you got anything from it, definitely check her out. Take her leadership uh, or her leadership style quiz all those good things. But more importantly, go to Apple Podcasts if you can or Spotify, go to the Leadership Locker and rate and review it so that other people can hear it. If you know someone who needs to look a little bit better, who's you know, kind of appearance isn't all there and they're in that kind of COVID complacent state, um, then share this episode with your friends or your network. It might be the difference between them getting the attention that they need that goes along with the great work they've been doing and not. So uh, I'm sold for sure. I'm going to stay in touch with Stephanie. She's awesome. You're awesome. Please, uh, you know, take those couple minutes if you can. Want to get this thing out there. See you next week.